the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's a fact. If the riches of the wealthy were suddenly given to the average American, the rich would have most of their wealth back in no time at all. Not because they're more deserved, but because they do a great job of getting us to spend it back to them. And once in their hands, they work it to their self-interest. The host of Get Rich Slow, Jim McAleese, believes the financial decisions you make today will guide your financial destiny tomorrow. Jim teaches you to plan for the worst and then hope for the best. America is under no obligation to provide what you need. Entitlements are out. Opportunity is today's watchword. Money matters can be intimidating, but they don't have to be. So start or supercharge your wealth-building plan now with Jim McAleese. Welcome to Get Rich Flow. This is your money school for financial women. Here we explore strategies to help you prosper. We look at the big picture, and then we develop plans to help guide our families to meet their financial goals. Get Rich Flow gives you solid financial strategies, strategies that will help improve your financial life. If you want the truth, not the hype, please join us for the next hour for Get Rich Flow. I'm Jim McAleese. Certified Financial Planner and President of Cornerstone Consultants Incorporated, where securities and investment advisory services are offered through Next Financial Group Incorporated, which is a member of Finway Civic. Cornerstone Consultants is not an affiliate of Next Financial Group. Well, are you enjoying the summer yet? The weather forecast is great. Sunny days and moderate to warm temperatures. Most of us are not keeping track of whether it's spring or summer, but summer officially starts next Sunday. Same thing as Father's Day. Our schedule is full of tasks at work and at home. We're finally getting caught up with the to-do list uh, around the house. This week, I intend to put up the uh, hammock in the backyard. It'll be right under the oaks, and no matter how hot it gets out there, they always a breeze under the oaks. And we don't even complain about the rains when they come. As long as they just come in thunderstorms that pass through in a few minutes, we do complain about those two or three day rains. In fact, we're just getting the right amount of rain in my place. It's just the landscape looks lush and everything is growing. And looking forward, don't forget Father's Day is next weekend. Um, the moms are orchestrating the preparation for Father's Day with the uh, youngsters making the gifts that basically fathers will treasure forever. And as the years pass on, Father's Days will change to maybe a backyard barbecue with a family, including the children and maybe the grandchildren. And in between 
relaxing this weekend, we might try to understand what happened in the in markets this weekend, this week. This week, the economic news was great, even though the stock indices were basically mixed, but they're pretty high anyhow, but mostly they move sideways. What is apparent, though, is that the economy is really coming alive with uh, the number of jobs and open positions there are out there. Uh, there are approximately one million more job openings for April uh, than the previous month. The Department of Labor, in their JOLTS report, that stands for Job Openings and Labor Turnover Survey, that shows that employers have posted 9.3 million open jobs at the time. At a time when employers cannot find workers, this shows the strength of the recovery. Uh, there are many possible reasons for the tight labor market. Uh, maybe one of them would be uh, people are still afraid of the uh, COVID. Everybody hasn't been vaccinated yet, but we're well on our way to, to accomplishing that. Uh, another one would be likely the lack of uh, uh, schools and daycare uh, uh, places. And uh, maybe even possibly uh, a uh, ex- excessive uh, unemployment benefit. But that doesn't diminish the fact that the open jobs are there. I think the size of the, the surge in the jobs means that the experts may have underestimated the strength of the recovery. The vaccines and vaccination uh, programs have really uh, uh, settled this COVID uh and uh, contained it, and uh, that's true of us, but it's also true of just about all the developed countries around the world. There's been billions and billions of, of uh, uh, vaccinations uh, since over the last year, or well, since the, the vaccines became available. Uh, the economy may be recovering faster uh, than predicted, and uh, total job positions uh, posted accelerated uh, for the fifth straight week. Um, restaurant bookings are up, an indication of the crucial uh, service industry is starting to improve. Other parts of the economy have already returned, and uh, the returns have even surpassed pre-COVID levels. Uh, total retail sales are the strongest on record, and the housing market is booming. The standard of four or five hundred set another uh, record this week at the close at four thousand two hundred and forty-seven point four four. Looking forward, the difficulty in finding workers is just one more problem that businesses and other large corporations are facing in this recovery. Finding workers, uh, throttling up the supply chains. Uh, solving the shipping problems, both the trucks and ships, uh, trying to fend off in inflation are all problems that keep businesses up at night. Basically, uh, anytime you order more and more material, it basically boils down to uh, what, what do you want? You want this when? Uh, so then there's a negotiation about when you're going to get it, if you're going to get it and a negotiation of an increase in price. Uh, Many of the difficulties businesses uh, face, uh, uh, workers will probably subside by the end of the year, and uh, 
mean, the schools will be back and you'll have in-person learning and uh, the unemployment, the enhanced unemployment benefits. Uh, in some cases, they're going to uh, begin to drop off in July. And in the official case, it's going to be uh, towards the, uh, the early part of September. And while we're seeing it, uh, the COVID uh, being conquered in the United States, it's also being conquered in Europe and Asia and, and the rest of the, basically the rest of the world. So what we view as a, uh, a real surge in consumer spending and consumers getting out there and getting about life again is basically happening in Europe and Asia and just about everywhere. And uh, this thing about open positions, now that there are almost as many open positions as there are unemployed in the United States, as U.S. job openings surged to a record 9.29 million in April, that's almost enough for each one of the 9.81 million unemployed people in America is in the uh, April time frame. That's according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics released this week. In the manufacturing industry in particular, unfilled uh, positions have been steadily climbing and have reached 851,000 in uh, April, uh, almost a record. And companies including uh, IT&T, Boeing, GE, Carrier, uh, Dover, complained about difficulties in hiring people on the most recent uh, round of earnings call. With so many options, some 280,000 manufacturing workers basically quit their jobs in April, obviously, to move on to a better job somewhere. So, and that's the most since January of 2001, according to this uh, survey report. Uh, the Jolts report this week. Now, the drawback workers, companies are going to have to pay up. Wages in the manufacturing industry climbed 4.8% in March compared with a year earlier, but they jumped nearly 6% uh, for those who are changing jobs. That's according to the ADP workforce uh, vitality uh, report. There's so many positions uh, that will need to be filled and skilled labor in such high demand everywhere, manufacturers may be more vulnerable to wage inflation than others. And uh, in a scheme of things, uh, this is a good problem for the industry to have. After all, a recovery definitely beats the darker days of the pandemic, but the path back to prosperity will have its own set of challenges. Uh, companies don't seem to be worried enough yet about the looming hiring uh, uh, pitch. Right now, uh, I think people are fixated on uh, excess uh, unemployment benefits, but I think there's much more to it than that. There's going to be a tremendous churn in uh, employment as people realize that there are better opportunities out there. And... Uh, uh, that's always a, if you're a supervisor or a boss, uh, the idea of training, uh, retraining, not, not retraining, training a significant portion of your staff is kind of frightening in the sense that 
usual management position is that, hey, we keep the team uh, functioning and meeting their goals, and we pay attention to the smaller problems, but if you get up to uh, 20, 25, maybe even 30% of your crew is new and needs training, uh, you're in a kind of a uh, desperate position in the sense that you were really earning your money at that particular point in time. Another indication of the strength of the economic recovery is a dramatic increase in prices everywhere. The U.S. economy uh, economy's rebound from the pandemic is driving the biggest surge in inflation in nearly 13 years, with consumer prices raising, rising in May by 5% from a year ago. <clears throat> the U.S. Department of Labor said last month's increase in the consumer price index was the largest since August of 2008, when the reading rose 5.4%. Now, the core price uh, index, which excludes the uh, uh, food and energy because they're so volatile, that jumped 3.8% in May from the year before, and that's the largest increase in that reading since June of 1992. So, uh, consumers are seeing higher prices for many of their purchases, particularly the big items such as vehicles. Uh, if you look at the uh, Consumer Price Index report, prices for used cars and trucks leaped uh, 7.3% from the previous month. That was accounted, that accounted for one-third of the rise in the overall index. The indices for furniture, airline fares, and apparel also rose uh, sharply in May. If you take a look at, excuse me, if you take a look at, uh, um, if you take a look at the uh, CPI data, the headline. Consumer price index uh, went up uh, six tenths of one percent uh, uh, in uh, April, and it was up five tenths of a percent. Um, this was in May. I'm sorry. It went up six tenths of a percent in April, and it was up five percent year over year over the last twelve months. And then the core CPI, where you uh, removed the effects of the uh, uh, food and fuel, and that's a, that's a standard case because they are volatile, and uh, there's nothing the Federal Reserve is going to do to control the price of food and fuel. So, if you take a look at the core consumer price index for May, uh, the month-to-month increased seven tenths of one percent which is a fairly big rise, and the year-over-year increased 3.8%. Stock stayed higher on the inflation and labor market news. May's jump in prices extends a trend that accelerated this spring amid widespread uh, uh, vaccinations and also relaxed uh, business restrictions, also uh, the effect of trillions of dollars in federal pandemic uh, relief programs, 
and together with the effect of the household savings. Uh, the consumers are feeling wealthy right now because in a lot of cases they've been putting away the uh, stimulus checks in the bank account and uh, they watch their housing uh, houses go up in uh, uh, price and, and value so they're feeling the value of their assets going up and uh, uh, assets or uh, their uh, investments uh, are also going up. So uh, all these things are, are looking good to the consumer and uh, fueling this idea of let's go out and spend again. Let's be free again. So, And uh, Americans want to spend and travel more. Overall prices uh, jumped 9.7% on an annualized basis over the last three months ending in May. So on a month-to-month basis, overall prices rose a seasonably adjusted six-tenths of one percent, with core prices up seven-tenths of one percent for the month. Note that the annual inflation measurements are basically, you have to take those uh, 5.0% for the increase over the year, year uh, over the last 12 months for the headline uh, CPI, and also the 3.8% increase with the core CPI, there is a, uh, they're being boosted, those numbers are being boosted by comparison with figures from a year ago. And basically, this was during the uh, pandemic related uh, lockdown. In other words, the United States economy was basically locked down March and April of last year, and it's been recovering ever since. And at that particular time, April, March and April, uh, prices plummeted because of the collapsing demand for many goods and services. This this is a, the, what they call the base effect. And uh, that may be, and I think it probably is, moving up these inflation numbers. So the inflation numbers that you're getting today uh, might be higher than it, it, it would be if it was really measured against uh good numbers in March and April of last year. But that effect will dwindle as the summer goes on, and they will be talking about more realistic uh, uh, price increases a year ago. The upswing in in, uh, prices reflects uh, robust consumer demand, the main driver of the economic uh, rebound. The U.S. uh, gross domestic product was 6.4% 6.4% at a seasonably adjusted annual rate in the first quarter, and economists surveyed by the uh, Wall Street Journal in April forecast the economy to grow at an 8.1% annual rate in the second quarter, uh, leaving it poised to be the best year since the early 1980s. That's part of what I was talking about is uh, people might be uh, recalculating their growth rate for the U.S. economy based upon all this inflation and jobs and everything else. It looks to be a very strong recovery. And the Federal Reserve uh, will conduct their Federal Open Market Committee meeting on Tuesday and Wednesday of next week, and then we'll see what uh, they think about the recovery. In other words, at that particular meeting, the members of the uh, uh, the Federal Open Market Committee 
are expected to make their best guess as to uh, what the, the increase in the GDP will be, the increase in inflation, uh, uh, the interest in interest rates and things of this nature. It's not an official position, but it's just a uh, uh, basically a shotgun pattern of uh, what the different participants in the Federal Open Market Committee need think about what's going to happen for the next uh, uh, six months or a year or beyond that. So that'll be interesting. Uh, that's Tuesday and Wednesday of next week. Now, the latest from the uh, uh, University of Michigan Consumer Report, that indicates that uh, that's a, that's a uh, survey. The chief economist there is Richard Curtin, and he summarized their, their findings with, quote, consumer sentiment uh, rose in early June, recouping two-thirds of May's loss. The early June gain was mainly among middle- and upper-income households and for future economic prospects rather than current conditions. Stronger growth in the national economy was anticipated with an uh, all-time record number of consumers anticipating a uh, net decline in unemployment, uh, rising inflation remained a top concern of consumers, although the expected rate of inflation uh, declined in early June. Uh, spontaneous reference to uh, market prices for homes, vehicles, and household durables fell to their lowest or worst level since the all-time record in November of 1974, these unfavorable perceptions of market price market prices reduced overall buying attitudes of vehicles and homes to their lowest point since 1982. These declines were especially sharp among those with incomes in the top third and uh, who account for more than half of the dollar volume of resale sales. So, fortunately. In the emergence from the pandemic, consumers are uh, temporarily uh, less sensitive uh, to prices uh, due to pent-up demand and record savings, as well as improved job and income prospects. So I think what you're seeing is that uh, the everyone is uh, uh, finding inflation just about everywhere in the sense that uh, the the consumers are seeing it in the food and the uh, gasoline. I think gasoline was up uh, over the last year. Gasoline has been up 56%. And uh, in April, April to uh, May, it went down uh, seven-tenths of 1%. Maybe that doesn't include the latest uh, results. What it shows also in the, uh, in the uh, CPI is that Used cars and trucks have increased 29, close to 30% over the last year, and they increased 7.3% in uh, uh, May alone. So uh, people are looking at inflation, but people are feeling rich right now, and then they really are, don't have good comparisons to, uh, of uh, what they what they saw 
uh, three months ago or, or six months ago. So they're accepting the increases in inflation right now, and that allows the uh, industries and the corporations to pass on those prices to the consumers. Now, <clears throat> that's only going to last so long until people begin to really uh, concentrate on it and focus on it and have a have something to compare to recently to compare to. So uh, there's going to be issues there, but hopefully, according to the uh, Federal Reserve, uh, the increases in uh, uh, inflation are supposed to be transitory in the sense that uh, all the companies are basically trying to uh, throttle up their supply chains. That means working problems in uh, delivery schedules that they're falling behind. Also, uh, the leverage is on the supplier side now. So uh, if you want it, you're going to have to pay more for it. And uh, all these things are going to contribute uh, to inflation until the economy uh, gets rolled, really rolling a bit. Visualize it as millions and millions of cogs in this uh, system, all who have to get synced up again. They were synced up a year ago, but uh, and some of those uh, are still there, but a lot of them still have to be, you still have to go out and find the people, you still have to go out and, and get the products, and uh, uh, basically all the good management problems. They're a lot different than the bad management problems, like, hey, uh, we don't have any customers, and at the rate we're spending, we'll be bankrupt in six months. So now the problems are trying to keep the inflation down, trying to get the inventory built up, trying to get the people in, trying to work down the backlogs, uh, all the things that, uh, all the things the hell we get paid for. Uh, this is uh, Jim Ackley's. You're listening to Get This Show. You can uh, give us a call. Over our toll free number is one eight 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 two eight one eleven ten. I realize that you know I try to give you a picture of really what's going on in the world. So, yeah, particularly in the United States, so you've got a feel <clears throat> for just how solid uh, your investments are. You know, in the stock market and places like that. And but you know, the whole thing is really based upon your financial plan. And by your financial plan, I mean, uh, what are your goals? Uh, how are you going about meeting your goals? How are you taking your paycheck and allocating it to the different goals that you have in mind? How are you tending your, your investment garden, so to speak, to, to make sure that it provides the returns and provides the money in the future that you're going to need, you know, to, uh, augment the kids' colleges or send the kids off to, you know, uh, school or uh, retire, things of this nature. So uh, these are the, the, the basic parts of, of uh, financial planning. That's what we deal with our clients with. Um, some are, you know, we're dealing with the budget and some we're dealing with uh, uh, how to uh, protect against the uh, the Biden tax increases. So uh, they run the gamut. The gamut. So give us a call if you want. Uh, it's one eight 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 two eight one eleven ten. 
stay tuned. You'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. Hi, this is Colleen, producer of Get Rich Slow. Each week we take calls from people just like you that have questions for our host, Jim McAleese. Oftentimes, Jim can't answer the questions in depth because of time restraints or the need for more detailed information. That's why we encourage you to call Cornerstone Consultants, Inc., the financial counseling service founded by Jim and Tama McAleese. Cornerstone Consultants, Inc. has helped thousands of clients get more for their money. Whether your financial goal is to avoid common investing mistakes, buying your next home, planning for retirement, finding that right mutual fund, or covering your assets with the right kind of insurance, Cornerstone Consultants, Inc. will guide you to wise financial choices. So call Cornerstone Consultants, Inc. for an appointment today at 440-647-2793. That number again, 440-647-2793. Now back to more Get Rich Slow. Welcome back to Get Rich Slow. This is your host this morning, Jim McAleese. So you can give us a call over our toll-free number. It's one 888 Um, did I see a light there? You did. You did see a light, Jim. We had Tim give us a call, and I, I think he's got a question many people have. He says he cannot, for the life of him, save money. Uh, what can he do? <laughs> what is the magic answer? What What can you well, tell him how to uh, change that? Short of robbing a bank. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, keep it legal, that. Jim. Yeah, keep it legal. <laughs> one, of the, one of the things we uh, see is, you know, people, people have goals and dreams and... Uh, uh, one of the things that they get wrapped up with is competing with uh, the Joneses next door and competing with other people, their friends and their relatives and everything. But what you have to do is realize that uh, savings and investment and investing is basically hard work. And where you start at is the budget. You know, Tim, if you, if you get one of the – go to your um, – store and get one of these books that has, uh, you know, uh, just a regular eight and a half by 11 book with, uh, you know, 200 pages in it or whatever it is, and then uh, start with each pay period and then talk about uh, uh, plan out what you're going to spend. And the first thing you spend is your, is the savings. Remember last week we talked about the uh, the uh, 50%, how you take your paycheck and 50% for needs, 30% for uh, wants, and 20% for savings. And those are just rules of thumb. But hey, depending upon your particular situation, try it. Try putting down the first thing that you do is put down the 20% uh, for savings. Uh, and uh, uh, what you do to to enable you to do that the best possible way is to automate it, you know, so that any money that goes into your 
uh, accounts, you know, from the uh, automatic uh, uh, payroll uh, that you deduct a certain port and and uh, you put it in your savings or uh, you uh, allocate a certain amount for your 401k to make sure that you've got the match or you start your uh, uh, IRAs, but automate it as much as possible so that it's done. So uh, Warren Buffett, he had a saying that don't save what is left after spending, uh, basically spend what is left after saving. So uh, that's good advice. And then that'll help you get down to your needs. Obviously, uh, on that piece of day on that page, you're going to have your utility bills and your uh, mortgage payment and your rent and all the rest of it. Most of those things, the taxes that have to be paid. And then uh, uh, that leaves you so much basically to spend. And that's where the tough part of the budget uh, comes in because then uh, the toughest toughest part is that if you have uh, debts, uh, particularly charge account debts, which are charging uh, humongous amounts of interest, if you have those, then basically... Uh, then you got to pay attention to getting them reduced down to zero or getting at least uh, checking around to see if you can get the interest rates down to some reasonable amounts. Because even if you're, even if you're uh, investing, uh, it's pretty hard to get a, a 16 or 20% return on an investment, which is basically what you're paying for uh, these charge accounts. So, what you do is uh, take a hard look at the budget and lay out the budget. It's time-consuming and it's dull and it's boring, but it really gives you some insight into how much you can save and how much you're spending and uh, gives you a sense of security in the sense that you're going to be able to uh, achieve your goals. So, you know, basically, if you want if you want. If you want to have anybody, if you want to uh, achieve your goals, you need money. And the only way you're going to get money, unless you inherit it, uh, is basically by uh, saving it. So, and I realize that that's difficult when you're starting out, uh, you know, because uh, 7% of $1,000 is only $7, but... Uh, once you get up to the point where uh, you're talking a uh, million dollars, then 77% of a million dollars is $70,000. So uh, once you get to that point, uh, budget is insane where, uh, you know, well, just like the old saying is, when, the, when does life begin? Life begins when the uh, youngest graduates from college and the dog dies. You know, so <laughs> to me, uh, you'll get rich uh, uh, when you got your house paid off and the kids are out of school and everything like that. And then you're really saving hard for that uh, retirement money. So at that point, uh, you got to start somewhere. And you basically start with your savings, build up your emergency fund. If you get that built up, then uh, start your uh, increasing your 401k and your IRAs and, and all the rest of it and start keeping track of 
what you're spending your money on. Good luck, Tim. I hope you, I hope you've become rich and prosperous. This is Jim McAlee. You're listening to Get Rich Slow. You can give us a call over our toll free number. It's one eight 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 two eight one eleven ten. Stay tuned. I'll be right back. Welcome back to Get Rich Flow. This is your host this morning, Jim McAleese. You know, I've been talking about uh, possible, uh, the experts possibly underestimating the strength of this uh, recovery. And uh, uh, that's showing up in the, uh, in the inflation numbers as well as uh, showing up in the uh, job offerings. And uh, uh, we'll as the summer goes on and the fall goes on, we'll hear more about how difficult it is to uh, get the people and get them trained and organized and all the rest of this stuff. But uh, uh, what we've seen is, excuse me, what we've seen is that uh, the, uh, we talked before about the manufacturing. Manufacturing uh, is... Uh, Growing like basically it's strong in terms of the new orders, the production rates, the backlog. The backlogs are increasing. The demand for manpower is increasing. Just about everything is uh, increasing, and, and uh, uh, that is when we took a look at in the uh, um, the Institute of Supply Management. They put out uh, surveys where they talked to the managers in the industries, both in manufacturing as well as service. So we talked about manufacturing a couple of weeks ago, and manufacturing is doing great and growing strong, and service industries are also growing, too. Um, the latest report for the, uh, from the uh, Institute of Supply Management for the services industry, the report was issued by Anthony Knives, who is the chair of the Institute of Supply Management uh, Business Survey Committee. And the uh, the uh, services PMI, Purchasing Management Index, reached another all-time high in May, registering 64%. As you recall, uh, 50%. They grind all the comments down from all of the um, managers and the managers uh, make comments with regard to how this month compared to last month with regard to all sorts of parameters. One would be new orders, one would be production, backlog, uh, delivery schedules, prices paid, employment, and things of this nature. So they grind all those numbers down into one number, and if it's 50, that means that, hey, the things are neutral. If it's above 50, that means an expansion. And when you get up to 64, that means it's a, it's a pretty healthy expansion, too. And uh, so that's uh, higher than April's reading of 62.7%. And uh, the previous record high was 63.7% in March. So uh, the May reading indicates a 12 straight month of growth 
for the service sectors, which uh, uh, was expanding uh, uh, for all but uh, uh, two months of uh, last year. Uh, Anthony uh, Mavis uh, continued. <laughs> Excuse me. Pardon me just a second. Uh, he continued, according to the uh, uh, services, uh, purchasing managers index, all 18 service industries reported growth. The composite index indicated a growth for the 12th consecutive months after a two-month contraction in April and May of last year. These are continuing growth in the service industries. In May, the rates of expansion is very strong as businesses reopened and production capacity has increased. However, some capacity constraints, material shortages, weather-related delays, and challenges in logistics and employment uh, continue. So the 18 service industries, the retail trade, wholesale trade, construction, arts and entertainment, transportation, warehousing, real estate, Finance, insurance, just about <coughs> excuse me, just about everything you can imagine. But rather than just talking about a single number like 64, uh, that kind of conceals a lot of things. There's 18 components of the service sector. It's much more enlightening to hear what these managers are really saying about the problems they're facing. And basically, food services say that. Uh, uh, restaurants, all consumer segments, it seems, resulting in labor shortage and supply chain gaps. Uh, who is it? Uh, agriculture? Uh, container delays are impacting our supply chain in a significant way. Delays at the port of Montreal and the West Coast ports have impacted our ability to provide products in the growing season. Truck availability has generally been tighter than normal, and we've seen real impact in the Southeast markets. Uh, arts and entertainment, business continues to improve. We've worked through many of the supply chain disruptions at this time. Uh, who else? Construction. <clears throat> construction, we are still busy in adding employees. One of the biggest concerns now is shortage of critical uh, material and equipment. Um, metal coils for production are especially scarce. Equipment and material supplies have, have seen rising prices since the start, since the first of the year. Uh, we hear of uh, new price increases almost daily. Uh, finance and insurance, we anticipated the reopening uh, reasonably well, but we're caught off guard with respect to some materials. And... Uh, uh, healthcare and social assistance as the vaccination rate continues to climb and the coronavirus infection continues to plummet. Business conditions are steadily improving. Strong revenue performance is returning and the outlooks are improving. Uh, some supply categories remain constrained. And uh, uh, management, management says that uh, we are seeing cost increases in long lead times with steel, steel uh, containers, and worker shortages, temporary labor, and the like. 
So just about everything. Um, professional, scientific, and technical, small businesses in the area are reporting uh, stimulus checks and extension of unemployment are hampering their ability to hire workers, seasonable labor, and uh, H-2B uh, visa workers are in very short supply, creating an uptick in cost per hour. Some employers are reporting they are offering cash incentives if you, uh, even if you show up for an interview. So all in all, this wholesale trade says business is doing good, exceeding sales targets, but we are challenging issues with regard to increases in raw material costs and freight rates, uh, huge freight delays from overseas, and uh, continued uh, U.S. port delays. The COVID uh, surge in India and Taiwan are causing delays in uh, product availability and shipment. So all in all, uh, the problems are good problems. You know, the problems are problems that management gets paid to solve. So basically, they're earning their keep. Uh, they might be working overtime and, and into the night to do it, but uh, uh, that's what they get paid to do. <clears throat> Give you an idea of the raw data uh, in the service uh, index. Uh, new orders, this is what the manager said, comparing... Uh, this month to last month, 44% said that the new orders uh, for this month increased in, in May versus uh, uh, April. 11% said it decreased. Uh, backlog of orders, 32% said their backlog is increasing. Prices, almost everybody, 99% said that the prices are increasing this month to last month. Delivery schedules, 42% said it's getting slower. Uh, export orders, uh, 25% saw new export orders. And employment, 27% said that they were going to have to uh, uh, increase the employment. So basically what you're seeing in the service industries, uh, they reported a, uh, a number of 64 versus 62.7 for April. So the service industries are growing faster. Business activity is growing faster. New orders are growing faster. Employment. Employment is not growing as fast. Uh, supplier deliveries are slowing faster. Uh, prices are increasing faster. Backlogs are growing faster. New export orders are, are growing, too. So in... Uh, there's another group, uh, the uh, Market Corporation, and they put out a um, similar uh, survey, but uh, the uh, methodology is different. And uh, what they're saying, the IHS uh, Market Corporation's U.S. Services Purchasing Managers Index, they quote, May PMI Purchasing Managers Index data indicated the fastest rise in business activity since data collection in the series began in October of 2009. The unprecedented expansion in output was supported by a marked increase in new business, in turn buoyed by the quickest rise in new export orders for nine months. They continued a seasonally adjusted uh, final 
Market Corporation Services BMI uh, registered 70.4 in May, and that's up from, up from 64.7. And uh, according to their summary, which is put together by Chris Williamson, uh, who is their chief business economist at the uh, IHS Market Corporation, said that, quote, the U.S. economic recovery shifted up a gear in May, with output of the combined manufacturing and service sectors surging past all prior peaks by an impressive margin. The strong correlation between the Precision Managers Index and the um, GDP, gross domestic product, means that the economy looks set to enjoy rapid, potentially double-digit growth in the second quarter. Uh, further robust expansion are uh, indicated in summer, indicated for the summer months, with an improved order book situation, accompanied by elevated uh, levels of business confidence and further easing of the virus restriction, both at home and abroad. But the survey price gauges have also climbed by unsurpassed levels, which will add to inflation worries. These unprecedented output and price growth uh, rates inevitably lead to speculation about an earlier uh, than previously expected tapering of federal policy. So they're concerned about an increase in federal policy. But from what the experts are saying is that there's not going to be any, that the, the Federal Reserve indicated that they were going to keep the rates uh, uh, right down on the on the bottom, possibly until until the start of 2024, uh, which sounds incredible. But uh, you know, in in the Federal Reserve business, it's important to be credible, and what you're what you're going to um, probably hear Wednesday is that they're going to stick to. Uh, the low rates and the uh, uh, continuing uh, buying of $120 billion of uh, assets per month, $80 billion in uh, Treasury uh, bonds and the other $40 billion in mortgage-backed securities, agency mortgage-backed securities from Fannie and Freddie. And uh, so you're going to see continued as uh, usual and uh, I think that's one of the reasons that uh, uh, the 10-year bonds, which have been increasing, uh, uh, basically this week uh, kind of moved down to 1.46%. Uh, so um, the, there is a great demand for U.S. Treasuries in terms of uh, companies, insurance companies, pension plans, and everybody else who needs uh, that security and that uh, uh, income. So this is Jim McAleese. You're listening to Get Rich Show. Uh, you can give us a call over our toll-free number. It's 1-888-281-1110. Stay tuned. I'll be right back.
Welcome back to Get Rich Flow. This is your host this morning, Jim McAlee. And let's talk about that uh, inflation and that CPI uh, information. And what you're seeing there is that uh, uh, the, the enormous uh, fiscal stimulus is, you know, they, they pumped $4 trillion into the, uh, uh, into the economy in stimulus payments from the federal government. In uh, 2020, there was the CARES program, and that started in March of 2020, and that was, uh, uh, you know, uh, over $2.5 I think, maybe even $3 trillion. That included the uh, federal $600 a week in federal employment benefits, uh, payroll protection plan, $1,200 checks, and in addition... Just before the end of the year, they threw another $900 billion in, and then the start of this year, they added another $1.9 trillion in uh, $1,400 checks plus other uh, other stimulus. So you're basically looking at an economy that's uh, um, been pumped up with $6 trillion in uh, fiscal stimulus, plus the Federal Reserve is keeping interest rates low so that companies and everybody else can borrow money uh, that's helping the, uh, the uh, housing market and everybody else that uh, uh, this economy is, uh, is really being pumped up now. So what you're going to do is you're going to see uh, some indications of, uh, of uh, inflation and it's going to test the Federal Reserve's uh, willingness to uh, continue this uh, their monetary stimulus program. I personally think they will um, because the most important part about what they're doing is credibility and you, you gotta, if you state in the story that we're going to do this until some time in the future, then you've got to stick with that story no matter what happens. So, um, the usual process for the Federal Reserve to control inflation and prices is to raise the short-term interest rate, but I don't think that's going to happen. And uh, what you're saying is that consumer prices uh, surged in May, and uh, and you can uh, do the economic recovery, and uh, policymakers are uh, watching the May meetings to gauge the extent that uh, they may expect in the uh, uh, summer uh, increases in inflation. In addition to the headline PMI, the Federal Reserve tracks inflation for the core and also excluding food and fuel, and those are up too. So um, there's a lot lot of good information with regard to the uh, recovery. And as I mentioned before, the standard in four five hundred met uh, beat another uh, new record, and uh, also the uh, Nasdaq and the uh, Dow Jones are doing uh, they're doing very very well too. They're not uh, you know, making new records, but they're still up there. This is Jim McAlee. Stay tuned. I'll be right back. Welcome back to Get Rich Slow. Words of wisdom for the new graduate. 
Well, first, don't knock it until you've tried it. Another one is travel light through light. Uh, keep only what you need. Uh, another one, you need to seek out the people and places that resonate with your soul. And uh, remember that happiness is not a permanent state. Uh, you know, wholeness basically is, and don't confuse the two. Uh, just because, also remember, just because you uh, can do something doesn't mean you should. And also remember that can't is a, basically a cop-out. If you don't want to, it's perfectly acceptable. Also remember to hold your heroes with a high standard. And also be your own hero. Also, never lie to yourself. If you have an opinion, you better know why. So what you do is study, study your curiosity and practice your passions. Ask for what you want. Basically, wish on the stars and then get to work hard. And it, uh, basically, what you got to realize is that you have enough, you are enough, and uh, you are amazing. So don't let anybody make you feel that you're not. If somebody does, you better walk away. And if you only carry one thing through your entire life, let it be hope. Let it be hope that better things are always ahead. Let it be hope that you can get through even the toughest of times. Let it be hope that you are you are the special person and stronger than challenges that come your way. Let it be hope that you're exactly where you're meant to be right now. And until we meet again next week for more of Get This Slow, may God protect you and keep you safe. You have been listening to Get Rich Slow with host Jim McAleese. For an outline and registration form regarding the Money School series, call 440-647-2793. For a complete list of books written by Tama McAleese, call 440-647-2793. Or to make an appointment with Jim regarding your own personal financial issues, call 440-647-2793. Jim will be back with Get Rich Slow next Saturday morning on 1420 WHK with more common sense finance strategies for financial winners. Securities and investment advisory services are offered through Next Financial Group, Inc., a member of FINRA and SIPC. Cornerstones Consultant, Inc. is not an affiliate of Next Financial Group, Inc.